Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a speaker, a coach, and a published author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will share tips, tools, and strategies used by our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in their lives. I am on a mission to educate, empower, and inspire you to see that when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we are talking with Olivia Schwetz. We are discussing the power of following your joy. So Olivia and I have met online. We've had a few conversations, and she is part of a mastermind group that I am in. And so that's how we connected. And I absolutely love her energy, which is going to come shining through in this podcast today. And I cannot wait for you to tune in and hear it. So Olivia is the founder of Wake the Wild Within. She is an intuitive guide, energy healer, and WCI certified life coach. She guides women by helping them awaken to their natural intuitive ability so that they can realize their true power and can reclaim their inner authority to create the life they love to wake up to. She has made it her mission to awaken the masses one woman at a time. This is a really, really powerful episode, and I really want to just shout out to Olivia because she is super real and candid on this podcast, which is exactly what I love. I love women who say it like it is, share their story, and that is how we truly impact and help others, and she does that today. So today we talk a lot about intuition, trusting our own internal compass, and all of the answers that we are seeking, they come to us when we ask, but we have to follow with relentless trust. That's the missing piece a lot of us are missing. We ask the questions, we keep asking the questions, but we don't listen. And even when we do, we don't trust that those are the right answers. We overthink everything and analysis paralysis, we stop doing anything. I love how she says, the largest commitment we will ever have in our lives is to ourselves. If we learn to give back to and listen to what we need, we can truly change the trajectory of our own lives. There's a massive power in learning to look for ourselves in ourselves, which I love this. And she shares how she spent years looking for herself in others. And I could think about that and I thought, you know, I could completely relate to, to doing that many times in my life. There, she also talks about all of the answers we're seeking come from asking the questions and following through and listening to what our gut is telling us to do and how it's trying to direct us. She also shares her favorite daily tools that she uses on a consistent basis to shift her mindset and her life, meditation, visualization, journaling, and writing, and what role they played in her life. She talked about being grateful for the challenges and experiences and how they shaped us into who we are. So this is an incredibly powerful conversation and you definitely, I hope you find it as funny as I did because we really broke out into a couple of laughs because I cannot wait to meet her in person, give her a hug in person because we obviously have a very similar sense of humor. So super grateful for this call. Follow Olivia and take a look at what she offers through her. She's got monthly coaching. She's got a free group. She has a membership site. She's got all different kinds of things that she's offering. So I am super grateful for this and cannot wait to hear your feedback because I know you will have some takeaways. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And today we have Olivia Schwetz on the, on the call with us. 
Olivia is an intuitive intuition reactivation coach. I hope I said that right. And yeah. I, yeah, and we connected through a mastermind and I, um, she just loved her energy and love what she is here to offer. So I'm so thrilled to have you on the call today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and that's totally right. It's, it's all good. I'm excited. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So before we get started, I'm going to ask you um, a few questions just so people can get to know you. Okay. Perfect. Where are you from? Um, I am originally from Hinton, Alberta. I grew up in the small town outside of the Rockies. I now live in Spruce Grove, Alberta, which is just outside of Edmonton. Okay. Still can, can you still see the Rockies or no? Unfortunately, no, but I do enjoy the drive back home. <laughs> How long is the drive? It's about two and a half hours. Okay. Okay. So a little bit. Um, so that's where you live now. What are you a reader? I love to read. I probably have like 10 books on the go right now. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So why don't you get, if you can think, what is your most impactful book you read? Okay. Mm. One that I've read to completion. I mean, Hold, no, it doesn't have to be. It's like, okay, well, what's honestly, it one that really helped me along my journey was Ask and It Is Given by mm -hmm. Esther and Jerry Hicks. It's a very mm -hmm. spiritual based book, very one you need to be open minded for. Um, but there's so many exercises and just perspectives in there that just opened me up to a whole new world. Uh, however, the one that I'm reading right now is um, Writing Down Your Soul. And oh, it is powerful. Like, I am just getting started. And I am so excited to like make a date with myself every single day to have a conversation with my inner voice. Basically oh. it's pretty neat. I'm really into it. <laughs> wow. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So I wanna, who's, who writes that one? I was going to write it down. I think Don't it's ja uh, Janet Connor. Oh, okay, so I can, I can let you know for the, it, no, it, wow. I'm not sure when it was published. Okay. Um, it's kind of one of those books that finds people as it's meant to. Yeah. Uh, it's really, I've had it introduced to me a couple times and I finally went and purchased it off Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's Janet Connor. Okay. I just, I just gave it to my mom to read while I was doing this podcast. <laughs> Otherwise it would have been right now. You've been reading it. No worries. No worries. That's awesome. Sometimes that happens. And sometimes a, like a very impactful book just crosses my, or I, I'll be walking in chapters and I'm like, Oh, that one I think I'm supposed to read. And I literally will grab it and it's like, oh, was that ever powerful? But no one had heard of it. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Like there's so many books, like another one that just came into my mind, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. Such a great book. I, I could um, go on. I could just, we could talk about books all day if you really wanted to. I'm, I'm okay for that. <laughs> <laughs> did you, is, is, the Untethered Soul is the same Michael Singer, right? He did the, yeah. I think yes. he did the Surrender Experiment, the Surrender mm. No, I'm not familiar with that one, but mm -hmm. I do believe it is Michael Singer. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. He, there's another one called, um, I think it's called the surrender experiment from him that I've read and it's, it's just fascinating. It's fascinating. It's, it's just a very different shift of thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote? Far from who I once was and not yet who I am going to be. I love that. Absolutely love that one. Do you have a mentor who has impacted your life? It can be somebody that you know and some, maybe somebody that you don't know. Honestly, um, my grandmother is a huge inspiration to me. She is such a light and she is so positive and she just adapts so quickly, but she's also very um, confident in speaking with what she wants to say. 
and also just being so loving and generous. And she's definitely someone that's been um, someone I look up to Mm -hmm. in regards to my business though. And I know, you know who I'm going to say here, um, the mentor that I have and that we can both agree is absolutely incredible is um, the lovely Sarah Swain Mm -hmm. from the great Canadian woman. She has taken me and just like, I'm right under her wing, I feel. And it's been, a, a, she's been someone that I've looked up to for the, over a year now. And it, she's incredible. <laughs> wow. I know. I completely agree. I, she crossed my path probably late last year. And I think we, we've actually been to a few events, like where we were both at bliss last year, didn't know it. And no. Uh, no. And so it's, I think we crossed paths because she always looked familiar to me, but I didn't really know her and then was on her podcast and then we connected from there and it just, it's just right. It's, and she certainly gets in my head and knows what to say. So mm-hmm. challenges that's my divine thinking. timing. Yeah. Yeah. Challenges my thinking and that's exactly what I need. Right. Somebody who's going to challenge that thinking. So yes, <laughs> it's going to get mucky up there in my head. So I need, I need someone else who can help me to clear that out. So glad that there's other people out there that get that mucky brain. <laughs> I think all of us can. Yeah, 100%. No, I know. I totally understand. What is something that lifts you up or drives you? (sighs) Lifts me. Honestly, I love doing in my intuitive guidance, like the card readings, Mm -hmm. the energy that I get after I do a reading for someone and like just the, the messages that come through and the guidance that comes through and the smiles that peel on their faces Mm -hmm. and sometimes the tears it's just like offering that validation that we sometimes need and offering that reassurance or that guidance. It's just, it fills me to like, I get like vibrating and like for like days afterwards, I have like an energetic surge of, I'm just like super filled with energy and like overwhelmed with excitement. And it's like a lot for some people, but it, it just, I know I'm on the right way and I know I'm aligned mm-hmm. after I've done that. And so that is one of the things that like, if I'm feeling down, I need to go to my my people, my peeps. (laughs) And I just need to be like, who wants a card reading? And then like, it just instantly shifts my energy up into that, that service, right? Providing that service. It's amazing. Well, you're pouring it back into somebody else, right? I find you, and you're standing in your gifts, you're using your gifts and you're pouring it back into some, someone else. I just, you can't lose. Like you just, you can't lose when you do that. And that's a, and I mean, because you get so much energy from it, that obviously tells you you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. right? Anything that gives yeah. you that much energy and you feel and it fuels you like you're absolutely in your wheelhouse of what you should be doing. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Love it. <laughs> so intuitive, intuition, reactivation coach. Did I say that right? Yes. Yes. What does that mean? Okay. So we are all intuitive. Some of us will agree to it. Some of us won't. Basically what I do is I help currently just women, but I help women reawaken that natural intuitive ability that they have so that they can reclaim their powers that they feel like they're the ones back in control of their lives that they don't need um, to go to all of their friends and their family before they make a choice that they believe and trust that inner wild that voice within them that intuitive knowing instead of just brushing it off i help them to just slow down and like create a spiritual practice or a ritual or a routine that helps them to be able to have that open communication with themselves because all the answers that we ever need truly do reside within us. Mm -hmm. We just have to trust ourselves enough to believe them and then follow it with like relentless trust (laughs) because sometimes our intuition is going to take us in the weirdest direction, but it's for the best reason. Oh, absolutely. 
Um, your why do we get so out of touch from our intuition? I call it like I think it's like a societal conditioning, right? We just get so easily um, enwrapped and engulfed in what we should be doing, right? We go to school, we we do this, we get a job, we have a family, we get married, all those things. Um, but deep down within us, there might be that voice that's telling us to go in a different direction and we ignore it because I'm supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. I've been told I'm to do this, but really what we've been told is what other people wish they'd have done. Mm -hmm. And they're just now kind of dumping the responsibility on you, but you don't really have any connection to that. You just feel responsible to, to finish that. Mm -hmm. And so learning to trust our intuition and following that joy and that I call, um, I had someone once call it following your yum, right? Like if it's something that you can go like, Oh, that's, that's yummy. Like that's good. That's a feeling you want to follow. Um, intuition is very light and it's just worthy of our attention. So learning to connect to it and trust it and develop it should be all of our, like this should be a part of our school curriculums. <laughs> Because if we can you imagine, it? like, I mean, it'd be amazing, but can you imagine like with, I mean, the school is so small boxed as it is anyways, like yeah. the, what fits in the box. And if it doesn't yeah. fit in the box or something wrong and yeah. so it's right <laughs> only in the box, just the box. And so is, I could see how that would be like, they're just, there's no room for thinking like that. But if we really believe that all of our answers come from within and we are like, we are the people, if we are going to make the decisions of what is right or wrong or best or good for us or not, then we have to be able to trust our intuition. Mm -hmm. Right. We have to, like, we have to, so it has to be a space of doing that. So what do you do when somebody says, I want to learn how to trust my intuition more, but how do I do that? I say, come with me to the dark side. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's really about um, having an open mind, right? Uh, because a lot of the time we already tune into our intuition subconsciously. Right. It's just a matter of flipping that switch and flexing like your awareness muscle and becoming conscious. So the best way to really just start is to, uh, for me, it was meditation and Oracle cards mm -hmm. for others. It could be, um, it could be meditative walking and getting out in nature and connecting in that way for others. It's writing and journaling. There are so many different ways that we can connect to our intuition. You just have to have a little bit of a relationship with yourself, right? What works for you? What doesn't work for you? Is it, is it guided meditations or just sitting in silence? Is it in, grabbing your tea every morning and sitting down before you read your paper and just breathing deeply enough to bring yourself to center, to calm your mind, to be able to hear, mm -hmm. Hey, maybe you should take a different route to work today. Mm -hmm. And then you listen to that and you avoid a major collision or you avoid a construction delay. And then you have to be, Oh, Hey, that was that inner voice. It told mm -hmm. me to go a different way today. And I listened and it worked. Mm -hmm. And then you collect the evidence right? Unless we're collecting the evidence, we're just going to be like, oh, it's a coincidence. Oh, it was just lucky, right? See, and I, I mean, in different opinions, but I necessarily don't always believe in coincidence. I usually just sit there and go, oh, that was interesting. That was an interesting right? way how that happened. <laughs> I remember once um, when my son was younger, quite a bit younger, like three or four, and we were trying to get in the car to go somewhere. And he was just being a four-year-old and wasn't mm -hmm. going. And he was just, everything he was doing was delaying. So like in the big picture, we might've been like a minute later, like a minute and a half later leaving. And we literally came around a roundabout, like an roundabout came on an off ramp. As we came mm -hmm. off the off ramp, 
two cars ahead of us, like, like one car came completely over the expressway, hit them head on. We watched the whole thing. And I, I remember I've always like, I just was I, my first thought was, Oh my gosh, that was like so close. That was so scary. And I remember my son who was like, they said three or four at the time. He's like, wow, it's a good thing. We didn't leave when we were supposed to. And wow, he's, I goosebumps. I know. he's very, he was always very, very intuitive. And mm -hmm. I mean, I remember going through and doing a bunch of reading at that point in time and just saying, you know, when you have kids like that, just let them don't fight mm -hmm. them, like, just let them and do. So there were times where he did things and I was like, hmm, never going to listen. Actually, I'm going to listen. But I remember that I watched the whole thing happen in front of us. And had we been wow. like two cars more, we would have been the ones that had been hit. Yep. So uh, it's, Yeah. And that's the, the easiest one that I think a lot of people tend to um, have as their like evidence story. Yeah. Um, I have one very similar to that. Uh, it's, it's very one, much one that we can be like, oh my goodness, had I not forgotten my keys upstairs in my bedroom and left on time, such and such would have happened. Right. And we can't really prove it, right? No. So, but it's that belief and it's that trust that like the timing of your life, right? Like you weren't meant to be there at that time. That's why your son was giving you such a hard time. Like that's where I, it's, um, I, another quote that I like is trust the timing of your life. Yes. Everything is happening in divine time as it's meant to at the time that it's supposed to, whether it's a hardship or a challenge, whatever it is you're being dealt, it's for a higher purpose. And it's right. because it's that time that you're meant to deal with it or go through that really woo-woo empowering no, stuff. <laughs> that's not woo-woo. No, it's not woo-woo. It's, it's hard though, because if a person says, okay, trust the timing of my life, what do you do when people um, will be in more of a negative headspace? And I, we can't control them, but I understand that. But it's the fact that this is like, bad things always happen to me. Like bad things always happen to me. And that's my, you know, it's just, I don't have the luck that other people have. I'm not saying that myself. I'm saying when you, when you do, when you hear people who say that, like if they believe that, if they say that, then they do believe it, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and so that has to be a shift in belief system that has to hundred percent. Yeah. Right? And I can I can say that I was one of those people at one point where I was like, everything terrible is happening to me right now. Like, why would I believe anything different? Right. Mm -hmm. And it was I couldn't tell you, I couldn't pinpoint what the shift was, but I can tell you now, which is like, you know, ten years, five years later. Uh, that I've had that big shift in my belief system and where I place my faith, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the times the people that are stuck in those circles of everything terrible always happens to me, it's because they don't have that faith or that belief. They don't have something to um, unload those those things to right because right. for for myself if something's not working I'm just like okay I'm gonna release it to the universe universe you figure it out um, but other people are like what you just want me to like throw air and say go you they're like they look at you like you're crazy like what are you talking about like I release you right they're like I can't release this like I have to fix this right and they feel very much alone but it's something happens eventually for those people where the universe reaches out in a divine way mm -hmm. um, for me that was uh, an incredibly low moment in my life when it happened but that is when you kind of realize that you almost get this like pan frying pan over the head and you're like I have a choice mm -hmm. I can I can change or I can stay the same clearly mm -hmm. staying the same isn't working for me no. So changing and taking back control is the obvious and only option.
And that's a, that's a, like, that is a very enlightened thought. And I, and I totally agree. I completely agree. And some people may go their whole lives and never have one of those thoughts exactly. because they're very much in the box thought closed thinking, yep. right? That it's not, but I know for me, I remember as um, one of my turning points was when we like, literally almost lost both of our kids in a span of four days. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And as awful as that was, I remember having this moment of clarity, like super, super, it was almost like divine, so clear that I didn't have any control. And I knew I didn't, but I really actually came face to face with, I had no control. Like I had none. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then it was like, okay, so if you're going to live this way, you're going to go down with the ship because you can't, yes. you cannot control any of this. You mm -hmm. have to put this back on you. And yeah. some, for somebody who hasn't lived that, I, I know it comes across as very selfish, but it's what I really had to do. But life was super, super crystal clear in that second. And mm -hmm. that I swear was divine in the time of the most chaos, finding a very clear thought. And I yep. think, is that, would that be an example yes. of like intuition that just was super clear? Yeah, exactly. It's like a moment. It's like, like a wave yeah. or like a frying pan moment. And you kind of get that little, they like call it an aha moment, right? Yeah. Where that like epiphany hits you and you're like, suddenly you look around you and, and you, you're taking all your surroundings and you're like, I created this mm -hmm. so I can create something different. <sighs> I love, I love that you said this. I really love that you said this because this is something that I refer to with different language where I say that when you own all of your choices, you realize that every decision that you made has brought you to here. And it's not about beating yourself up, but it's an awareness. You have to accept like that means that means we don't blame. You can't blame someone else because if you blame someone else for where your life is at, then you're subconsciously waiting for that person to change their behavior before your life is going to change. And that's just never going to happen. So if you own your choices that bring you to this point, then you mm -hmm. can look at them and go, yeah, I'm just going to make different ones next time. Yep. Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I love that. I love that you said that because that's always been a shift for me is that we just have to own and take responsibility for ourselves, no one else. And when we do that, that's when we can actually create change that we're looking for. And it's tough. A lot of people, when you kind of like, for example, like say someone that I meet on the street and I kind of just grab them and I say, you need to take radical responsibility for your life or nothing's going to change. They're going to look at you like, no, <laughs> but they might go home later and be like, oh my gosh, that crazy woman that grabbed me today. She's right. I haven't been taking responsibility for my choices, my decisions, my way of living. Right. I've been putting it on somebody else. Yes. And there are many thousands and millions of people who will live and die that way. Mm-hmm. But there are the, the lucky ones or the few or the not even the lucky ones, the enlightened ones who right. will have that moment of clarity where they realize that it's on them to take radical responsibility. And it could be in the form of their health. It could right. be in the form of their job. It could be in the form of just opening themselves up to their spiritual side. Whatever it is that, that comes through for them, that's when they have that opportunity to stay the same or to change. Right. That's it. It's in, and I always say your decisions take you like one step closer or further away from where you want to go. It's, mm. it's not more complicated than that. Or they take us, our decisions take us in one direction or the other. They just yeah. go one or the other. It's really simple. So sometimes, you know, when I really feel like eating a whole bag of chips and I look at it and go, okay, is this actually going to take me closer? Well, I don't have to ask the question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> giving a simple example. I'm not beating up eating. Don't get me wrong. Everybody don't freak out. But I just... It's the fact of knowing that, yeah, I will have, if I want to have 
like chips in a bowl, fine. But if I'm going to sit down and have 10 bags of chips because I'm not stopping, it will not take me closer to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, right? Is owning those choices. And I think it's the size of the chip bag that really makes the difference. For sure. I'm talking big chip bags. You guys can't <laughs> the see the pictures. I'm saying the big family size ones, right? Yes. I'm a chips. I love chips. Yeah, oh, yeah. Too. Okay, perfect. yeah, big time. Yeah, absolutely. So when we hang out in real life, we each get our own bag of chips yeah. and we're not guilty. <laughs> we're not going to share. Apparently, we're not going to share. We're not good sharers when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, can, I had to have this sense of humor. Oh, that's good. That's good. Clearly, I'm not going to share. <laughs> no, no. I, don't, I, I think I was hinting that I'm not going to either. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Oh, that was a good laugh. I needed that. Thank you. All that um, a bag of chips. <laughs> exactly, that a bag of chips. So were you, did you always know that you had these gifts or how did this enlightenment come up for you? You know, it's, um, I always was told growing up, like, oh, you're so intuitive. You're such an old soul. I was always really helpful. I always knew what people needed before they'd ask for it. Like I was in the service industry for a long time. But I, like many others, just kind of was like intuition, like it's whatever, don't know what you're talking about. It's just, I'm just, it's natural to me. I'm not going to call it intuition. That's too woo woo at that time for me. Right. Yet I was the girl at like 16, 17 going to get her cards read and not telling anyone about it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And like later on in life going to get my cards read and then being told like, why are you here? You can do this. And then that's when I started stepping into it. Um, However, before um, that moment happened. Um, I spent a lot of years looking for myself and other people. I was constantly looking for outside validation. I was, um, losing myself in men, in relationships that didn't serve me, um, that were very much dragging me down a hole that didn't really go anywhere that would make me happy. Right. And it came to a point where I met this incredible man, <laughs> um, who had his fair share of baggage, like we all do. And he was amazing and we hit it off right away. But unfortunately, um, seven months into our relationship, um, among a few other things that happened, um, we experienced an early onset pregnancy that I ended up choosing to abort because his demons were taking over. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to focus on him and us before we brought something else into this world, which is yeah. something I had to go on my own healing journey through over the last long time, six years, I guess. Um, anyways his demons ended up taking over and I lost him just a couple months later. And so we were only together about seven months. Um, but it was seven months that felt like five years. Like we went through more in seven months than most married couples I know have probably gone through. Mm -hmm. And it was in the first couple months after his death where I was grieving. And I realized that he wasn't actually gone that the one thing he left behind was his light and he'd left that to me and I had a choice to either crumble and let my life fall wherever it would or I could choose to rebuild Mm -hmm. and I could come back stronger and live longer and better for the both of us um, in a new way and that's when I really took radical responsibility I detoxified my life, my social media, my friends, everything. I just kind of hit the big reset button and decided to take a couple months to myself. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to social media, I came back with the intention of being a really bright light. 
that's nice. that's all the envision that envisioning or the vision that I had. And I came back to use my Facebook, like my personal Facebook as a platform for positivity yeah. and just choosing to see the lighter and brighter side of things. And that small but large shift in my life changed the entire trajectory of the last over six years now. Wow. So, um, and you know, from us being in the mastermind together, you've seen me <laughs> outside of a podcast interview. Like I have this bright energy. You've seen my Facebook oh, yeah. and everything. And Absolutely. it's just been, um, it's been so empowering to be seen as a light, um, mm -hmm. in many other people's lives. And now when I look back, had I made the other decision, I can't tell you what would have happened, but I can tell you that there would be a lot of lives I wouldn't have touched. And for me, that makes the decision that I chose, which wasn't, it wasn't easy starting it over. Wasn't. It wasn't easy to rebuild, but it makes it so worth it knowing that my intentional choices to take responsibility and to do the work because the work sometimes sucks <laughs> to heal myself yeah. and to um, figure out my triggers and to figure out myself to really get to know me. Mm -hmm. um, really benefits my loved ones, my friends, strangers I meet. Like it is just, I couldn't go back and do it any different way. That's, I thank you so much for sharing that because I know that that's like obviously a vulnerable side, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. And you just made me—I kept thinking when you said light before you said it. It's all I could think of was the word light. And we're having this very intuitive experience right now on a podcast that people don't, right? They're like, what? But it's this light. And it's, it's interesting because I just wrote about it um, in the last couple of days. It's, it's, and I did a podcast on it because it speaks to me. When we get through a challenge and it's like the light at the end of the tunnel, I like to say that that light at the end of the tunnel isn't for us. It's not to shine on us. It's to shine through us. Mm, and when we yes. shine through us, that allows others to see how do I get through the tunnel? Like, how do I learn? How do I change my life? And, how, and, and that's the transparency, I think, from being authentic and being um, real is mm -hmm. showing people, like not just talking, but showing people that, yes, you can create this change in your life. Like, if you can help somebody to tap into their intuition more, like, just, I can't imagine how much easier decisions would be to make. It's a I just simple. Sometimes it's very, I sit there and go, do I want to do this? Should I do this? I don't know. Is I, should I or shouldn't I? I'm like, what is your gut saying, Marsha? And it's like, oh, it's a hell yes. Okay, we're good. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how it's going to work itself out. But it's, if it's not a yes, it's a no. Yes. And yes. that's a tough thing for people, right? Because I think mm -hmm. they get caught into what they think they should do or what others think that they should do or what others are expecting of them. That yes. we just, I think we just discount our own feelings and we discount them. I, I, yeah. is it, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's, that's it. I was like, oh, I love that you said that. We, we would rather take the opinions of 10 random strangers to make a decision than yeah. to, to, um, honestly ask ourselves what we really want right right yeah i mean how many times have we um you're, you're talking to someone about making a choice and then you you text you message you call you have a coffee with five other friends you already know what choice you want to make but you're like mm -hmm. i got to make sure the majority <laughs> says the same thing i'm saying because then i know that it's acceptable right well, newsflash not every choice you make is going to be um, happy or something that other people are going to want. No, but that's where it's like, 
every person has the right to be selfish in the decisions that they make as long as it's coming from a loving space. Right. If you're making rash decisions out of fear, those aren't your best decisions to make at all. You want your intuition is going to have that loving, warm, and light feeling to it. So, so when you say that, no, that makes thank you so much for that clarity. When you say that, then is that how you can distinguish between fear and like one's heavy, one's not? Is that how that's, you that's how it works for me? Other yeah. people are different. Some people feel it if like you can do like body sensory, like where you say, like, hey, like um, like your name is Marsha. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yes. And you you feel how that yes feels inside of you, right? Right. And it's like, is your name Joe? And you're gonna be like, no. And you can feel the difference in the energy and how you react, right? right. And when you can practice that and then expand it to different questions, right. you'll be able to be like, Kate, hey, do I apply for this job? Do I move across the country? You're mm-hmm. gonna know if it's a hell yes or if it's a hell no. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's mm-hmm. because the the yeses are very light. They're gonna make you feel excited. They're gonna make you feel like you can take on the entire world. You're going to get goosebumps. Like your body, your body's going to speak to you in a different way than mine does. Right. And when you say no, it might be like a heavy pit in the bottom of your stomach, or it might be um, like your throat starts to like close up. Like, no, that's not for me. Like you instantly start to like recoil, right? Like a snake would like, you're like, no, but if it's a yes, you're like, Oh, like, let's go. Like, yes. And you, and you kind of lean into it. You're, there's different ways you start to learn when you can open your awareness and really get to know yourself. I tell a lot of people this um, with intuition, with people that I know and clients that I have, I say, you are your longest commitment. Mm -hmm. So why are you not committed to understanding how it is you really work, how you tick, what your triggers are, what your yeses are, what your no's are. These are the things that we are not teaching people is to understand who they are first right. before we start to figure everybody else out. Well, and we're not teaching them. We're A, we're not teaching them, but B, we're also not even allowing. Like we're not, like yes. we're, it's like we're not allowing any space for them to experiment with that or to come to an understanding of that. Yes, much better wording. Thank you. Yeah, that's no, no, okay. It was good. But <laughs> allowing was the word that popped up in my head is that we just yes. don't allow that space because mm-hmm. we're like, that's weird. Like that's weird. That's just, it's what we do with it. So if you, I just think now you obviously are very in tune with your own intuition. What tools or practices do you do on a daily basis that help you to stay grounded and in touch? Uh, Right now it does shift every once in a while, but right now my every morning um, it's meditation, uh, visualization. So I like to envision where it is I see myself in six months to a year, you know, what my dream house or dream vision looks like. Um, and I just spend some time visualizing that to like a real deep feeling it in my bones as already being real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm uh, doing journaling and writing um, and not just any kind of journaling where I'm like, dear diary, today I went to a movie, right? This is like soul writing. And this book that I'm reading, like writing down your soul has taken my journaling to a whole new level. Nice. Um, and it's, it's something, it gives all the excess thoughts and stuff going around in my mind somewhere to live, mm-hmm. which creates clarity for me, which is exactly what the meditation does. And then my biggest part of my daily ritual is I lean on my Oracle or tarot cards, um, just to see what the energy for the day is. And I tell you every single day, it's 100% what awesome. I need to hear. That's and awesome. when you pull the same card, like three out of four days, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm either missing a message or I'm 
mm-hmm. about to experience something really profound. So it's mm-hmm. really neat. But those are the, like the four fundamental things that I are, that are non-negotiable that I have to do every day. Yeah. And you can probably tell when you don't do them. Like I'm sure yes. you can, but yeah, it's just not, I don't always get my journaling done every day. I can admit that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do, I try and go back to it. It might not be first thing in the morning because I start work early in the morning, but I can say, honestly, the days that I do it, it's very grounding for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like you journaling for me, I find is it's not just, I do write gratitudes, but I write future statements. I write, um, I, I, I train my brain to live in where I'm going. Like yes. so it's real. It's like an active visualization. Yep. I write those temp, like I write those big goals. I do those things. I live in that energy as though it's real. But I also start it all off with what I call my brain dump, and I just sit mm. there. I'm like literally like, what is in my mind this morning? And sometimes I will start writing, and I mean honestly, it's just a pile of crap on the paper. I just yep. sit there and I look at it, and it's like, wow, that's some negative thoughts. Where'd they come from? And it just helps me to reflect and look at it and go like, that is not. If I take those thoughts into my day, I don't stand a chance. Like that's just not going to happen. But I love where you said that it gives thoughts somewhere else to live because Mm -hmm. I always look at it that I say, you want to get those thoughts out of your head because most of the thoughts in our head are toxic. They are because we're Mm -hmm. self-limiting. That's where we, so you want to get them out of your head because they're toxic in your head, but on paper, they lose their power. Yes. And when you can look at them on paper, it's like, A, why am I talking to myself that way? And B, who would I ever let anyone else talk to me that way? Like, it's not going to happen. And C, it just clears it. So I love how you said it creates space, right? Gives those thoughts somewhere else to live. So I I think journaling, all of your practices are really important. But I, like, personally, I've really found that journaling helps to clear me, my headspace. And it's funny because sometimes when life is really hectic, I don't do it. And I laugh because I'm like, this is the most grounding thing you have to do and you're not doing it. What are you doing? And it's literally, I look at it and go, it's because I resist it. I resist it because I know it's grounding. I don't want to look at my thoughts right now. Yep. Being totally honest. I don't want to look at them, but you have to, you have to, to know it's like, am I happy with this? Am I, do I like the direction this is going? What is missing? What am I enjoying? Like it's all those self-reflective things that if you don't get into those thoughts, then you miss, like you miss those cues. Mm-hmm. And it's funny um, how, when we are in a very hectic or chaotic yeah. time that we, in the back of our mind, right? That like, oh, I, sh- I, sh- I could make time for journaling. That's your intuition being like, this is what's going to bring you back home to yourself. <laughs> and then you're like, there is far too much craziness going on right now. Who do you think you are to tell me to sit down and write down my thoughts, right? And you almost get like in this like inner battle. Oh, it's a battle. It's a battle, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, it's, it's a challenge to myself as well. I, I can totally resonate with um, when you're in that chaotic mind frame, you know what you need to do to get out of it. Yeah. But it's like we get, um, my partner, he uses the term, get your horn stuck <laughs> whenever I'm in a bad mood. And like when, when we're in that chaotic moment and, or say like when we're really angry and in the back of our mind, we're like, you know what you need to do to calm down. You know, you're overreacting, mm-hmm. but it's like our ego's like, my horn's stuck. I'm going to sit here because I just want to defy you right now. And we know that it's smarter for us to just uh-huh. acknowledge it, give it that space to live and move on. Yeah. But we get stuck in this like child tantrum of watch me not do it. <laughs> it's, it, it's I, I helpful, can completely, yeah, I completely understand. 
Oh yeah. Very, very guilty of it. Very guilty of it. It's embarrassing actually, but you look at it and go, it's, I mean, we all have to have a sense of humor, right? We're all learning as we grow. We're all works in progress. We're all of those things. So I think that it's all important in how we learn as we grow and whether, you know, as you're, if you're listening or listeners, you can, I mean, you might find one or two of those tools that really work for you, but be open to trying different things because I'll tell you to stay on a good positive train of thought, open to opportunities that are there, right? Like if you're closed, you're missing. I say those opportunities can pass you by. And if you're closed off, you're gone. They, you, they just go to the next person. So you're yeah. missing them. It's not that good things aren't happening. You're not open. You have to be open to seeing what's being brought your way. So with all of those things, it's staying open and staying in that headspace, right? It is a choice to do that. And it is work, but it's, it just helps you to step into what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I always go back to um, like health and fitness as like a gauge, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who shows up every day, they want to lose, they say they want to lose X amount of weight. I say release because when you lose something, you're bound You'll to find it again. Right. So totally. you want to release that weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, what do they do? They show up every day. It's non-negotiable. Their yeah. health becomes their priority, right? So if you can take like a fitness model and mm -hmm. then just morph it into working with your spirituality as being just as non-negotiable. Your intuitive abilities, um, all of these things that you want to work on, your mindset, rewiring your brain from negative to positive, it doesn't happen if you do it once. If you're going right. to change right. anything in regards to your mindset, anything in regards even to your fitness, you need to become committed to the goal in such a way that you say, okay, I'm going to do five minutes, 10 minutes of meditation or journaling, whatever it is that you feel called to add into your day, mm -hmm. promise me that you will do it every day for at least 30 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And then if you miss one day, you reset those 30 days. I'm sorry. How many times I started my journaling practice over again? Do you want to know? Like, <laughs> I did, you know? That means you're restarting it. It means oh, yeah. you're still trying to make it um, as soon as I miss a day, I go back to day one again. I'm yep. like, nope, it's got, you got to start over. And you know, so there have been times I've been at like day 15, 16, and all of a sudden I'm like, I missed a couple days. <laughs> you wake up at one <laughs> in the morning and you're like, I could still sneak it in, yeah, right? I could, but I would know. I would know. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. The integrity's not there anymore. <laughs> no. It's powerful, right? You're right. Just like anything, you have to put that into practice on a consistent mm -hmm. basis. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So those are some big changes that you made over the time. So can you tell us a little bit about where, what you spend your time doing now? I know you have a monthly membership site, mm -hmm. right? Tell us a little bit about what you do and what you offer with people. Um, so I offer um, a one-on-one -on -one clientele. I have group programs. I don't have any that I'm currently offering uh, right now, mm -hmm. but my membership is my main focus and it really is like the best way to, um, well, to get in with me on the ground floor. I like to say yeah. like the ground floor is always a very cost-effective way, but I also have um, my Facebook groups and Instagram. I've been in love with Instagram stories lately. So if you always want to like, follow me on Instagram, I love um, where I've gone with my Instagram stories. So they're super fun. Um, I've just been putting a lot of focus onto that. My business is my main focus and I love my business, Wake the Wild Within. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly um, beautiful. And I'm launching a, an Intuition Academy soon. Oh, which wow. Is part of the membership. So that's going to be a space for everyone to get in, like I said, on the ground floor, start to develop and uh, work themselves through what I'll be putting in there. It's very much like self-study. 
uh, with the opportunity to submit questions or speak with me directly. So it's going to be really exciting in there. Um, I've got lots of people um, that are excited for its birth, which should be soon. Mm -hmm. And the beauty part about um, running my own business is I've been able to give a lot of time to my family lately. My um, parents and my grandmother are undergoing a transition. So uh, I have had less business time and more family time right now, which has, I have so much gratitude for being able to make my own schedule and to slow things down in order right. to help them with this transition. Like we're going through like 40 plus years of stuff in my grandmother's house right now and wow. she's moving into the home. So it's, um, really heartwarming for me to be able to be here for her in that mm -hmm. transition and also to help my parents start to downsize because they're seeing all the work we're doing with my grandma's house and they're like we need to start decluttering and downsizing our house for if and right. when we decide that we're ready to move on right so really exciting things but um, coming back to my business like working with my clients and just being available to uh, talk everything intuition like I'm really big on podcasts right now and just to be able to get on like with your podcast and a couple others that I've done it's been so lovely to just share the message that all of us have this intuition this internal GPS within us that we just need to uh, learn to tap into and that's what my goal is is to reach as many of you as I can and just let you know that it is possible for you uh, mm -hmm. that I was once one of those people that thought it wasn't possible for me so whether you feel called to reach out to work with me one-on-one -on -one and we deep dive and get you into your intuition ability, whether you join my membership or you become a member of my free Facebook group, all of it is just meant to serve and expand you in beautiful ways. And if it's not of service to me, I won't share it with my community. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because mm -hmm. I, you can tell how um, passionate you are and how you're coming from the heart, right? Yeah, this is just, you. oh, absolutely. And you can tell, right? Absolutely can tell. <laughs> um, you are so connecting with you with the best ways through Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Facebook or Instagram. Everything is at wake the wild within. Uh, you can find my group through my Facebook page. All my links are on my Instagram as well. And I love conversing over there. So come take part in my stories, come follow me or comment. Um, I love to spend some time on there. And if you're up to some intuitive guidance and taking yourself to the next level, my Facebook group is where it's at. We're um, doing lots of deep dives over the summer on intuition and boundary setting and energy work and all of that fun stuff. So it's a really good space to just meet like-minded people and have your chance to express yourself in ways that maybe you were nervous about doing in a public space, mm -hmm. like your Facebook profile or what have you. So it's the best uh, yeah, that's the best way. I love how you just use the words um, intuition and boundaries together. And it just <laughs> made me think, right? It just made me think about how, um, how, how parallel and important those words are. Um, when I first started talking about boundaries, people didn't understand what that was at all. And it was perceived as being very selfish and being very, you know, um, missing the whole point of it. But if you're out of touch, tell me if I'm way off base, if you're really out of touch with your own intuition and you don't have that grounding feeling of yes, that's yes or no, then there's probably no boundaries either. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's very much. Um, and it's a blanket statement, but there's probably a fairly high percentage of consistency there with that. Yes, I would say so. Yeah, because a lot of the time, like when I didn't, when I wasn't listening to my intuition, when I wasn't trusting myself, right, I was doing everything for everyone else. Yes. I was like, yes, I can help you. Yes, I can do this. Yes, I can be here. Um, and I just had no boundaries. I had no way of being like, um, 
this is my time, right? So if you're at the beginning stages of your journey, if you're just like, this is the first time you've heard the word intuition or spiritual awakening or enlightenment, that's okay. That's perfect. This is the time that you're meant to hear this. Mm -hmm. It's just ask yourself when the last time you said no to someone else that meant you said yes to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because that is the, a big step for a lot of people is that, um, no, I can't have lunch with you again today because I need to say yes to myself and mm-hmm. just have a mindful solo lunch or whatever it is. I say yeah. lunch because I like, clearly I need to maybe eat something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need a bag of chips. Food, bag of chips. <laughs> Food is on the brain. It's <laughs> awesome. But it's just really important. Like, and I challenge the listeners, like say no to five people that you would normally say yes to and yeah. be aware of how your energy elevates. Mm-hmm. Right. People that you're like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so's asked me for help again. Mm-hmm. Right. You're an amazing person. You're generous. Of course, they're going to ask you for help, but it is okay and perfectly fine mm-hmm. for you to say, I, that's, that's not a yes for me right now. No, I have other priorities right now. I apologize. Right. You don't even need to apologize. I mean, yeah. and like, we can talk about that kind of language another time, but really just say yes to yourself by saying no to somebody else. And and be okay with that. If you have, I heard a quote once, uh, I think it was Lori Harder, but I heard a quote, I think it was um, to the extent that if you have, if you don't know where you are lacking boundaries, it's wherever you're experiencing anxiety. And if you're Mm -hmm. experiencing anxiety, it's because you have no boundaries in some of those areas. And I've always found that really powerful because I'm like, okay, but I don't know, do I want to say yes, do I want to say no? The client said to me last week, well, well, you make it sound so easy. How do you say no to the school thing or whatever it was? And it requires, I have to be there for 12 hours to help set up with something. And you can just hear the resentment, right? In the whole, and I'm just listening. And I'm like, so when you went, were you in your best state in that? And she's like, no, I was mad. Were you listening? I was mad. I'm like, so you're mad like all day? She goes all day long. And I'm like, so did you bring your best self to the day? Well, no. And I'm like, so did you really show up the way you wanted to? Like, and this is where you kind of start to look at it. Like, did, if you did, if you're not showing up the way that you want to, you still can change that. You can own that and you can change that, right? That's There's not a boundary breach. Yeah. There's a boundary breach. And it's, you're going to breach so many of them before you ever even see them. But when you start to see them, it is incredibly freeing. But I just really thought about that if you said that. There's a real parallel line between intuition and boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with intuition, it's, it's setting boundaries with your energy. It's setting boundaries with the people you let into your life. It's um, being aware of how people, um, the energetic imprint they leave on you. Right. Uh, You can start to assess your friendships and relationships. If people, uh, if you go to someone in a happier state and you leave in a less happier state, that person is more or less a negative on your energy. They took something from us. They they took something something from you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you've ever read the book, The Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel, right? The hooks people put in you, right? And when you start to say, um, yes to yourself and no to everyone else, they're going to start hooking you in more and more. They're going to be like, well, why? Like you were always available to me before. And then they're going to dump guilt on you. Right. And, and I just, when I give people a, a way to disconnect from that, I say, you just need to, to think of it this way. The universe is challenging you through that person in how right. resilient and persistent you're going to be in saying yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so, so and true. not feeling guilty for it. 
Yeah. Well, it's not in this, like, I mean, we could do another whole podcast on guilty, but yeah. somebody said that, like, how do you stop them from making you feel guilty? I'm like, well, how do they do that? Like, how do they actually make you feel guilty? Well, they make me, I'm like, but how? That's fascinating. And all of a sudden you're talking and it's like, oh, I'm like, I, cause I don't, I don't like, are they doing it or are you carrying it? Right? Like yeah, it's two different yeah. things, right? It's just a, really where we take that ownership. So it's so powerful. Oh, 100%, yeah. So powerful. So this has been, I could talk to you for a long time. <laughs> It's just, you get my sense of humor, which I love. Um, it's a couple quick questions though before we kind of start to wrap up. Is if you could go back in time to any age, what message would you tell your younger self? You pick any age. You know, I always go back um, in, in the spiritual realm of stuff. You usually take yourself back to when you were seven. For some reason, when you're seven years old, that's one of the most impressionable, I don't know if it's the age or like the awareness yeah. that becomes available. Um, but if I could go back to my seven-year-old self, I would tell myself to not be such a scaredy cat, like, like fear, right? Because fear is, is so, it's so um, paralyzing, but there's so much we can learn about ourselves when we push past the fear. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I just conquered like a really terrible, terrifying zip line course. And like, I was terrified, but I pushed past the fear and I had a yeah. blast. Yeah. Right. There's so much to learn. If I could tell my younger self to like, just do the things, even though you're afraid to do them right? You know, granted that they're safe and all of those kinds oh, of, of course. things, right? Yeah. Uh, if I could tell my seven-year-old self to just, just don't be a scaredy cat, like, like own your fear and just decide to do it anyways. And then you're going to like, your courage just grows from there. That'd probably be the one thing. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, and then my last question for you is what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? Ooh, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. You need to pre-warn me on that no, one. No, 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 because then you can't use your intuition. That's true. That's true. Okay, so tell me, tell me what. Say it one more time, and I'm okay. So, so what lesson in life are you the most grateful for? Hmm. Honestly, I'd have to say the lesson in realizing the power of gratitude. Mm -hmm. There was a, a big chunk of my life where. Um, I wasn't exactly grateful and I didn't understand what being grateful really was. And I was like, why would you like, why, what, why grateful? Why gratitude? And now I practice gratitude every day and I, I am aware of the miracles and everything in my life. So learning that lesson of gratitude, which I couldn't tell you the exact lesson, like if it was a moment, yeah. but when gratitude became a part of my life and I realized the power that it has for just mm being really thankful for everything that we've experienced. And that means the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenging, all of it, like not just the good stuff. I mean that yeah. yucky stuff too, because, and I, and that gratitude that I have has grown in, in immensely in the last few years for everything that I've ever experienced, because one less experience may not have brought me to where I am today. So I'm extremely grateful for that. So the lesson of gratitude is probably the biggest one I will teach my children and everyone I can. <laughs> I don't have kids yet, but you know, no. I try and teach my dog gratitude and he's still going to try and eat the whole pantry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <'cause> just <laughs> Oh, I could go on about dogs. So what kind of dog do you have? It's a boxer. Um, I have two. I have a boxer. She's about 13 and I have oh. an American bulldog that's six. Oh, and he's yeah. the one that eats the pantry. <laughs> oh, I just, I see your dogs on Insta stories and I just, absolutely, I, I just gravitate towards the dogs, the puppies, yeah. the, like the, like oh, the yeah. videos always. If I want to change my state, I go to animal videos 
almost yeah. always. Oh, yeah, they're the best, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just like they're just like, oh, how can you not laugh? And and I was laughing at something the other day. My husband comes in and he's, what are you looking at? I'm like, it's puppies. Jeez, like, <laughs> like it's just <laughs> dying laughing. Yeah. And it's puppies, but it changes my state, and that's like that. Sometimes I think just not to call it silly, but it's childlike. That's what I like. I like yeah. like the animals. I connect, and I'm just the joy they have of just being in the moment. The, and that's that's called like animals live in the vortex like if you ever anyone listening if you ever get into abraham hicks and like law of attraction all that stuff oh. animals actually live such a short sweet life because yeah. they spend their entire life in the vortex oh, and when you spend your entire life in the vortex you don't really need to be here all that long because every single day has been bliss filled that's why they're like so freaking excited when you yeah, get home like and you've been gone minute. for like two hours and it's like I just saw you like you just they're just so happy right it's oh like this we're is gone for years right I so, know yeah that's so beautiful that's what I always thank my dog for teaching me right get back to the vortex get back into that happy feeling and that high vibe energy so yeah, yeah. oh I love it I love it thank you so much for sharing that um you were my second podcast that I did this afternoon and the exact same almost energy I will tell you who it is after is was exactly the same as far as the power of gratitude I can't oh. your answers were almost exactly the same so it was like I, oh. yeah very <laughs> divine everyone's aligned today. well and i'm gonna take that myself honestly i'm gonna say for myself that is a reminder for me mm -hmm. like just you know when you have those wall kicking moments that yes sometimes your simple adjustment can be just going back to gratitude yep yeah that's my biggest thing whenever i steer off the course or whenever i'm having a really bad day if i can't get on to like my other spiritual practices, if I'm out and about, I can always go back to gratitude in a moment. I'm having a bad day. Okay. Name five things I'm grateful for in this moment. Yeah. And then it kind of just, it, it's that little vibrational raise and like a rise in your, your frequency yeah. that can just help to start shift it in a better direction. I had such a great time talking with you today. We could like turn the recording <laughs> off and just keep going all afternoon. <laughs> Thanks everyone for putting up with us because we just had a blast. So hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I hope everyone else enjoyed it and learned it. We did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Thank you so much for being here, Olivia, and for sharing everything that you did. I think you gave so many gold nuggets on intuition and boundaries and listening and tools and tips on how to do that. And if you want to learn more and connect with Olivia, it's Wake the Wild Within. I will have all the information in the show notes. And I strongly, like if you're listening to her voice and you just say, oh God, I love the energy. Like that's your cue honestly to connect with her honestly yes, so, yes. yes. so <laughs> i love that definitely connect. you will learn tons and you will learn a lot about yourself so yeah. on that smile think, along the way <laughs> oh, you have to you have to oh on that i honestly want to thank you so much for showing up just real raw as you are today completely love it thank you so much thank you awesome thank you so much for taking the time to join us today until next time remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.